we're live. Hello, we're back. Finally, we're, back. we're, we're not back. dead. We're not dead, guys. I know it seemed like it was. We've been gone for about a month. I know you were up for a bunch of birthdays. Your birthday and Evie's birthday. Yeah. Was you were all up at Disney, which looked like a fun time. I haven't been in Disney for so long. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. So my birth January is like the birthday month for. My whole family. So I mm. guess we're just not going to be on Instagram, everybody. Sorry. Oh, my it's God. It's just not working. Oh, Sorry, well. Instagram. We'll have to figure this out another time for sure. Um, yep. So, so yeah. So January's birthday month. My son's at the beginning of January. And then me and my daughter are back-to-back at the end of January. Mm. And my youngest daughter, Evie, who you see pop on the show here every now and then, yep. um, like didn't want to do any parties, anything. She wanted to go to Disney. So it was just her and I. Oh, was awesome. Fun. Yeah, it looked like really fun. Uh, and then we, I, I went up to March for Life uh, about a few weeks ago, which is another reason why when one of our one right. of our ones was canceled. One of our so weekends. it's been a busy, busy week, and this is a busy weekend too. With of course this rigged Super Bowl going on. Yes, and I say <laughs> and clearly, who am I rooting for? The team the that's Lions. not playing. You see, but that's see, okay. this is what's happening. Actually, that's the that's the real conspiracy. What's going to end up happening is the Lions are going to end up winning the Super Bowl. This is how the CIA rigged it, and Taylor's okay. ending up going. Who's the Who's a quarterback for the Lions or someone? Goff, Jared Goff. Okay, so Taylor's going to dump Kelsey for Jared Goff. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I was going to say, like, let's start right there. So tell <laughs> us, what is the deal with the Taylor Swift conspiracy? I don't, that, that's been fun, honestly. It's been the most fun thing I have seen in a while. I don't, and, and, and it's, I don't know why. I think it's just people who don't understand what's going on. But you get a lot of people, like I've even heard it from Drew Steele, where he's like, this whole thing was arranged from the get-go. And I'm like, well, how do you, first off, that's a pretty big accusation. But even then, like, this whole thing was arranged for her to endorse Joe Biden. If you know your history, she endorsed Joe Biden in 2020. Yeah. So <laughs> this isn't, like, news. Um, the big issue, again, what the... I guess concern is is that she draws a lot of Gen Z voters and a lot of young voters and look at the <laughs> I hate to break it to uh, us Republicans but we're not going to win the Gen Z vote this election I'm sorry it's just not going to happen we are we need to make headways on it I know Lee County GOP with the next gen Republican club we're starting to make moves on that but this is not going to be our election year to get the Gen Z vote. It just isn't. And Taylor Swift would not have affected that. The only thing that she could, in theory, affect is voter turnout by getting people out to vote. Um, so there That's is, really I guess, ever said. it's a political, you know, which is which is really in terms of her main public stance is getting people out to vote, which is a right. lot of people. I mean, the Republicans want people out to vote, too. So it's... it's um, it's a pants. I think it's much ado about nothing. I think it's 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 <laughs> been my mo- it's been an entertaining conspiracy theory for sure. Like, really, did you think Taylor Swift is big enough that the CIA didn't need to man- like manipulate her? Like, it's 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 kind of absurd. So I really it, did want to see the Taylor Swift versus Eminem Super Bowl though. What was this? Eminem. Eminem is uh, like so in Detroit, and this is why I was like, this is why this is all horseshit. By the way, this is my responses. You know, Eminem is a big Detroit Lions fan. He was there at all the games. You know, you know, like you know, those of us that grew up in Detroit are like that too. Um, But he straight up did like a Trump diss track. Like he did a video on Taylor or on Trump. No, on Trump. Oh yes, yeah, that I remember that. If you're really talking about, so it was like, if you're talking about celebrities with star power and who are like actively trying to 
you know, get into the political yeah. thing. It would actually be Eminem would mm. be the guy who who was the one that was uh, trying purposely to be more uh, influential, but um, maybe yeah. I don't know what the heck it was. But anyway, I wanted to see Eminem and Taylor uh, <laughs> Swift in the Super Bowl amongst the football. So, oh. plus, of course, it would have just fulfilled my like lifelong dream of having the Lions actually go to a Super Bowl, which didn't happen again yeah. this year. You guys got pretty close, though. We did. Yeah, so we I was made it to the sem- the semifinal. Okay, yeah. So, so if we if we had that. beat San Francisco, then we would have been in uh-huh. the Super Bowl. So. So dang San Francisco. Oh well. I don't know. I really. I mean, and that's the problem is Republicans don't know who to root for. You got to root for. Taylor Swift and the conspiracy theory there. Are you going to root for liberal San Francisco? Oh, boy. What a pickle. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a Sophie's choice for sure for oh, us Republicans. Oh, man. Tough, tough. I'm rooting. Maybe you guys I'm, can read a book or something. I'm rooting for the commercials. Well, we're not supposed to be watching it anyway after the whole kneeling thing for a few years. Oh, the years. kneeling I mean, and I then, like, we, Bud Light. We stopped, wa- well, yeah, we stopped watching years ago, yeah, honestly, Sure you did. So. <laughs> sure, sure you did. That's right. I'm honestly that just That feels really com- suffered since then. <laughs> you could tell. I'm just in it. I'm going to be watching the commercials and then probably muting the game while I do some catch-up on schoolwork. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so now we're caught up on the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, which is why this might be a shorter episode. That's right. Yeah, because we do want to go. We I want to go see the game. Actually, I want to go my see friend, the commercials, like, which usually start even before the game. That's true. I don't know so why my friend, who's a big Swifty, this is going to be her first football game that she's watched. So she's hosting a Super Bowl party. <laughs> you broad. Look, I mean, market-wise, Taylor Swift broadened the NFL's audience base. It was Not like thirty-three million, or three hundred and thirty million dollars. Make up for all those in, Republicans who stopped watching. Oh right, right. Whatever. Listen, it's all money to the NFL. Yeah. Um, exactly. Anyway, so that's all that. So, okay. So what else? What are the other? We have hot a topics? lot of recaps. We've been sweeping yeah, God for so long. So. So where should I we think, start? The dumpster I, fire that is the Republican Party. Well, we need to start with the. I think we need to start with the presidential <laughs> primary because the last time we were here, we still Why? had people in it. Oh, okay. So we had when we were here, we still we were we we were before New Hampshire. I think we were right yeah. after Iowa before New Hampshire, or probably even before Iowa too. All right. Since then, everyone's dropped out except Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's the the lone survivor. Um, obviously, got beaten both Iowa and New Hampshire. Gets beaten South uh, Nevada to no one. And at that point, if you're no liter- other candidate, if you are literally losing to nobody, it is time for you to drop out. And the RPOF did uh, just recently endorse Donald Trump formally. So, I, I mean, I don't see how she can justify staying in the race. I just don't. Except to be just the, the not-Trump candidate. And to just keep, like, the, the, the conspiracy theory that I'm hearing is that she's trying to stay in, hoping that Trump actually gets arrested and can't be the nominee. And then she'll have a leg up with all the delegates that she has. So, but again... She is not who the party wants, yeah. and and yeah. whether or not you like Trump or not, he is the one that the party seems He's to want. He's the guy. <laughs> He's your man. There you go. All anyway, right. So that's but yeah. So we've been so we missed all of that fun stuff. Oh, that's um, all right. <laughs> and then so Ron DeSantis is back in Florida, causing yep. you guys chaos. I'm sure. Yep. Yep. I'm sure you're enjoying that, and he's back. 
and having some fun there. Um, we also, while we were gone, uh, of course, we passed the city council res uh, stipend resolution. So yeah, well, I think we covered this in our last uh, ish, uh, podcast where the city council proposed mm -hmm. this pay raise that they are labeling a stipend, but it is a pay raise. Like a doubling in their pay. <laughs> To take over yeah. for a board that, that had been volunteered. Yep. So I had written a resolution, drafted a resolution for the Republican Party of Lee County, um, which uh, was amended and uh, now effectively states that anyone who takes the stipend now or in the future is ineligible, ineligible for party support. Um, the resolution passed unanimously. And it was, I, awesome. am, I have, it's been very humbling and very, uh, a very great experience, and I'm thankful uh, for the members of my party for taking this stand uh, because it's an important stand, and it's one I, I'm very happy that it's it's bipartisan. I know Democrats are, of course, oh yeah, opposed. we're all pissed at this yeah. too. So it's uh, congratulations to the Cape Coral City Council for doing the one thing that no <laughs> other person can do: unify Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, on congratulations, an issue. good job. <laughs> you have to you have to be a real shithead. <laughs> Let's just be real. Yep, exactly. In fact, so that bipartisan support beyond, I mean, of course, the, the Democratic Party didn't have to censure any of our members because we don't have any Democrats on the city council. And, yeah. Well, and, there's, the, I, I keep hearing that Richard Carr might be a Democrat, but I don't know. No, no one's a Democrat. <laughs> we Jennifer Nelson had been a Democrat and then she switched. And yep. then just, uh, Jessica Cosden had been a Democrat and then she, she switched. To, well, Nelson, yeah, no, Nelson's not even in there um, anymore, Yeah, Nelson's yeah. not in there. Nelson switched to Republican. Cosden uh, is an independent, so we don't have anybody. So if you're a Democrat and that would like to run, please let us know because Republicans aren't getting of, any support. <laughs> just stay out of District 7. Not pronouncing anything, um, but just stay out of District 7. All right. So, <laughs> but, so the, the bipartisan support for that actually culminated in uh, the creation of a PAC and a citywide referendum. Yes, the Cape Coral Preservation PAC. Yep, yes. on, uh, to roll back the stipend and the, yeah, for JC the city Park. of J.C. Park. It's primarily yep. for J.C. Park really preserving that that beautiful piece of environment um that beautiful park and i'm assuming they're i mean they're gonna i'm they're gonna have to play a bigger role and a big role with the future of the city as well as i'm sure they are this is an active group of concerned citizens yeah their this, first, is, this is going from the grassroots yep this is their first hurdle is to get i believe <coughs> about twenty thousand signatures uh they're probably at about a, a another month and a half i think they have to get those signatures mm. which is no small task by the way yeah. but they have been out there um you know getting signatures so uh it'd be interesting yeah and it's bipartisan grassroots support because the cape yep. coral city council has been so incredibly shitty uh that uh, democrats and republicans are willing to put their other differences yeah. aside oh, we can on disagree this. on national and state issues but on local issues we're pretty much in agreement but everybody agrees <laughs> gotta yep. love that gotta love that uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, special counsel report on Biden? Um, this the Robert Hur report. The Robert Hur report. Yeah. So of course the the big important thing is that uh, it was all a nothing burger, right? Mm. That there was there was actually no problem. Uh, President Biden had cooperated with the investigation. He did have some documents, but as soon as those came to his attention, his staff uh, worked and himself cooperated yep. to return those back. He sat for an interview and there was not enough to try him for willfully, willfully retaining the documents. That's the most important thing that has come out of it. Now, the political <laughs> the component, 
Is of yeah, course. sir, the most important part. Yes, let's that, get that out of the way. Well, that of course. Well, why why and isn't he willful, I guess, is the question. So keeping in mind that Robert Hur was a Trump appointee. Oh my God. He was appointed. no, the special counsel he was appointed by Merrick Garland. Yeah, but he was a Trump appointee. He was a Trump appointee. Originally. Yes, yes, he was a but Republican. He a, okay. So anyway, so there was a lot of extra details in there yeah. that may not have been as important to the rest of the exoneration. But still just as juicy. But yeah, but everybody's talking about how it's like he's a sympathetic old man who can't remember shit. Yeah. And Which let's let's be clear, he didn't really help himself in the speech after when he's like, I have a good memory. The president of Egypt thinks I have a good memory. He had to help us. Was, yeah, well, yeah, no, it was, it was he, he was talking he, about Egypt. He but said he was called, yeah. it was Max. He was talking about Egypt, but he said the president of Mexico. Anyway, yeah. anyway, I, I forgot too. <sighs> see, but I'm not the president, so it's fine for me. <laughs> no, I think. And the truth is, is that people who are in public sp uh, spaces all the time make these kinds of gaps. Trump they does get it things, too. Trump, Trump does it too. Trump does it quite you get a bit. things in your mind. You say the wrong thing. The wrong things on your tongue. Yeah. Unfortunately, you are under a hyper microscope when yeah. you are the president, and especially with the questions about Biden's age and Trump's mm. age. There's every little thing is going to get that extra level of scrutiny. So. For sure. What shocked me with the report, to be completely honest, is. There was no talk of what I felt was more of the constitutional question of whether or not a sitting president can be criminally prosecuted. Mm. This is actually because this was goes back to like the Paula Jones case with the civil case. Mm -hmm. They were Bill Clinton was trying to argue that they can't. And even though eventually was ruled that they can charge for a civil case, there was question uh, there was ambiguity and questions within that case on whether or not that applied to criminal. And so for me, the reason not to charge President Biden is because of the constitutional crisis that might come of it, hmm. as opposed to anything else. And I'm shocked that that wasn't even mentioned in the report. Yeah, I think it wasn't mentioned because what had been found wouldn't have gotten him indicted yeah. anyway. So yeah. that was, you know, because the, the way that the courts work is that you have to have enough evidence to... It's prosecutorial beyond, discretion. And yeah. he just, he, his discretion was that he's an old man with a poor memory. And also, he didn't actually do shit. Yeah. He just had a bunch of fucking boxes. Who, who, who and as soon as back, he realized, yeah, he, he fucking gave it, gave it back. back. Yeah, okay. that, is, that is the main difference between him and Trump, which, is, which is fair. That is which true. is fair. Okay, All so right. that's his, yes. And, and <coughs> yes, Joe Biden is old and everybody's well aware of that. Okay, good. So what else? Oh, what else is there? That's a good point. Oh, wait, I'll talk about a little bit something. I don't know if you've been keeping up with Collier County, mm. um, but there is a, kind of an ongoing situation with Collier County and uh, Commissioner Lo Castro. Yes, okay, I did hear about this. Um, so what have you heard? So from my understanding, I guess there's been a, there's, there's been, the, um, I think it was Monroe County has been sitting on a warrant um, that was given to them from Collier County to avoid political... Uh, you know, uh, like uh, conflict of interest is the word, I guess the word I'm looking mm -hmm, for. Mm -hmm. But so they send it over to Monroe County. Um, it's been sit on for about four months for an assault charge against uh, Collier County Commissioner Rick LoCastro, who's a big conservative Republican leader, um, very public, very, uh, very active. Uh, again, I don't know too much about it. I don't pay attention too much to Collier County, but it is kind of concerning that, again, you're, you're sitting on that for four months just because they're a public figure that that's not good i mean yeah which was my take on it too so yeah. apparently he beat the snot out of his girlfriend last october and a series of uh, 
Allegedly. Ships. Allegedly. Oh. Allegedly. I said allegedly. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, whatever. Supposedly. Not confirmed. Okay. But that is what is the the warrant was apparently for. Um, it had been moved. Governor DeSantis had made this move from whatever, Naples uh, PD to Collier to uh, Monroe County. And then they apparently were going to serve it. Now, there's another part of it that you didn't mention here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I, I had made public statements saying I was very disappointed on anybody being kid glove for something that they probably would have been, you know, fairly swiftly arrested for otherwise if they were not a public figure. Yeah. Um, but the second part of that is apparently uh, Commissioner Locastro was going to turn himself in and um but he never showed up mm. and he had apparently tried to commit suicide and what is currently in hospital for that i have not heard an update on that really? for the last few days yes a lot of people had called me after i made some posts i i put that as breaking news on big mouth media and they're like oh do you know what happened afterwards um uh, okay, so that that changes it on a number of levels. First off, wait. So is he in the hospital now? Do a suicide. The attempt? last thing that I heard is that he was in critical condition as a result of a suicide attempt, and that was a couple days ago. So. Okay. Uh, it, do we have any of this confirmed, or is this like been reported? It just, I had it confirmed to me by a few different people, but I do not believe that there's been any other public reports on that. The last report okay. was when he was scheduled to attend a county commission meeting mm. that he had to be absent due to a medical emergency. Okay. Uh, okay. So that is big news, uh, obviously, and very concerning and and. Yes. This is definitely not the type of scandal you kill yourself over. Uh, I say this as as someone who has himself um, attempted suicide many times in the past. You know, this is not like the a, a death dealing scandal. This isn't an. At first off, it's an not not to dismiss assault charges, obviously, but it it it, it you know people have survived worse in politics. Sure. And he is very popular here in Collier County. There is no reason to say why he would need to resign from his position. He could have easily, like, appeared to try to make a plea deal. He could have done essentially what Trey Radel did. I mean, if, if anyone remembers, Trey Radel was arrested two months before anyone knew about it. Mm -hmm. he, he had been arrested. He had been booked. He had cooperated. And then it was two months after when he was about to get a, finally arraigned that mm -hmm. he went public with everything. Yeah. All right. That gave him so much time yeah. to protect, to figure out a defense. Obviously, it didn't work, but you know, figure out a cha you know, basically come up with his crisis management, right? You know, plan. And Rick, that could have been what Rick did. He, if he was yeah. smart, could have booked himself privately in Monroe County, get it all done, hush hush, and then begin mounting a defense, not just legally but yeah. publicly. Yeah. So, so I don't know, again, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. These are things that I'm hearing from folks yeah. on the ground in Collier County, people who have spoken with him directly, okay? And what I do know is um, people have indicated that he has had a history of mental illness, potentially PTSD. I believe that he had um, been in the military, and yeah. it's something along those lines where it's it's common given his history with that. Um and we don't know the nature of the relationship and, and how things have been going with him and that partner. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like it was seemed much more about something that he was going through it's personally probably, as opposed yeah. to what you know with he mental he was health. Face publicly. Yeah, with mental health, you can 
things can spiral out of control. There's a concept with within uh, the mental health community called spoon theory, mm -hmm. which is basically you only have a certain amount of spoons or, or um, like tolerance for stress. And there comes a point where if you don't have enough spoons, you reach your breaking point. And so it might not have been this situation, but this yeah. just could have been a culminating spiraling uh, wheel of stress that, that um, yeah. hit Rick. And so definitely wish him all the best. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, again, be smarter when it comes to these type of issues. If you're going to be a public servant, you're going to face public scrutiny and, you know, figure out how to handle these type of situations if they come to pass. Or, you know, better yet, don't put yourself in situations like that. Like maybe right. don't don't be in a situation where you beat someone. Like, yeah, maybe like, don't beat up don't, people. Yeah, let's try. It's uh, just, a, I know, crazy idea. Maybe don't assault people yeah just maybe not <laughs> well and so i i do want to say you know um i i really hope that you know uh things yeah are, turn out for the best and uh you know my thoughts are going out to his family and loved ones and the community um mm -hmm. on that so i want to like assure everybody that we're thinking of the humanist humanistic side but yeah i wanted to reiterate that my critique on the authorities and the police not handling this in the same way that they would an ordinary citizen um, I'm very disappointed in that still. I also want to point out something that, you know, we often use the police as a, um, as a factor to intervene for wellness of folks. And yeah. if it was something where they thought that the, he had a mental health problem, then... There's a Baker Act process. Trust me, I'm familiar with it, and it sucks. It does suck, yeah. but <laughs> if you had but, yes, you're right. if some sort of intervention as opposed to not, then that... Well, there's the other thing, situation. too, actually, if we think about it. What if, has there been intervention? Has there, has there been intervention that we don't know about? Because the Baker Act and, and those medical situations are, um, are medical situations. They're private. So. Sure. And well, I don't know. So those are all speculative. I yeah. do want to say that um, some of the conversations that were had online in relation to this, uh, and we can shift back up here to Lee County, of course, was that because of this level appropriate or not that police are acted asked to act on mental health situations, um, we look at the differentiation between the case of Commissioner Lo Castro and Christopher Jordan here in Fort Myers. So is, are you familiar with that situation? No, I'm actually okay. not. So, so what happened in December of 2023 here in Fort Myers is uh, FMPD was called to a home where there was a domestic dispute. A brother was fighting with his sisters, mm. apparently. And okay, I, think um, I might have heard this story, but go ahead. And uh, the sisters got out of the house. The brother was still in the home. Um, the sisters told the police, oh, we think that he has a gun. Um, and they were kind of shifted to trying to stop him from killing himself uh, because they thought that he might be at a suicide risk. And he was complying with the police officers. They asked him to come to the window. And then he was shot and killed. So they're... Mm. And he's a black man, of course, yeah. you know. Um, and so we have these kind of very two different reactions, right? We have a powerful white man in Collier County. Latino is probably more, I would say. He seems like he's more Hispanic, but. I have no <laughs> idea. He's, he's a powerful uh, figure, okay? <clears throat> Not treated in the same way. Um, who, you know, ultimately, you know, 
potentially hurt harmed himself yeah. right um and the cops the police didn't act in a way that they would have acted in an ordinary situation well it doesn't even sound like they even acted to baker act him at some point i don't and, think know. so and if it's so. if part of the story which i've heard from some sources but i don't know is true is that some people had thought that potentially they knew that commissioner lacastro might hurt himself or and so, they didn't want to deal with it at the county level so they actually left him in a mentally precarious state now i don't know the validity wanna, of that yeah. um, they didn't want to deal with the backlash that's something that i've backlash heard. Of that look here's the thing that i do want to say though is is if he does overcome this i think he needs to be more open about mental health and i think that someone in that position mm -hmm. as a county commissioner being open about suicidal tendencies and and those type of mental health issues will be very, um, very useful to um, to destigmatizing mm -hmm. mental health generally. I did also want to bring up. Um, I was watching this uh, on actually uh, this week in South Florida, which is a Broward County mm -hmm. news show. Uh, Spencer Roach was on there, mm -hmm. um, and he, they were talking about. I don't know if you've heard anything about this. Basically, citizens insurance taking over wind policy for homeowners insurance mm -hmm. to become essentially the insurer of first resort as opposed to the insurer of last resort when it comes to wind policy. Hmm. And it's just very interesting the shift away from free market principles coming from Republicans, especially Spencer Roach. Hmm. But I think it is a necessary, again, we talked about fiscal conservatism so much on this show, that's why you're making that little scrunchy yep. face, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But you're, you know, this is one of those situations, again, when you look at the market, the market is saying we can't cover these wind policies. So yes, unfortunately, the government has to step in on this. So, hmm. it, but I don't know what your thoughts were huh. on this. You seem to have a lot isn't of that, thoughts. Isn't that funny? <laughs> More more true true thoughts on fiscal <laughs> conservative bullshit from Sean oh Harbin. Yeah, I mean it's true when Not you what have I said, but. <laughs> Well, listen. There are things that we yeah. need the government to yeah. handle us handle and it seems like potentially we're in that situation with the uh, the wind insurance. Now, I'm not an expert in insurance by any yeah, means. No, neither am I. But I, I do know that we have had a significant crisis here with insurance in the state of Florida. We've had significant increases. We've had companies yeah. leave the state. And it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, climate change and hurricane it makes us a very dangerous investment and actuaries don't give a shit whether or not you believe in climate change or not because they believe in data and the data tells us that if you build houses in flood zones and in areas that are prone to hurricanes that that's going to cost them yeah. a lot of money and so that's why the insurance companies don't want to deal yeah. here and the there's been a lot of folks and a lot of lobbying by the the insurance industry in Tallahassee to do things like tort reform but basically making it harder for citizens to sue act which is, Everyday which is essentially what they did this last cycle, and it, yes. and it did nothing, and did more nothing. insurance companies left the state. Right. So honestly, yeah, you, they the insurance companies proved that even when we do provide those type of reforms, that they won't they that won't they're going to do what they so then to you do. know yeah. what screw them screw them. They you know we'll, so we'll, socialism yeah, that's the answer that you're it, saying no, here. just okay. only for oh my. socialism <laughs> for wind insurance oh, yeah. Progress, yeah, sure. My goodness, look where so we've come. Look where we've come. Wind insurance socialism. <laughs> no. 
Sean, Sean, it Sean. Needs to, yeah, unfortunately, this is, does need a government intervention. And again, this is, and honestly, I think this should be uh, done or, or partially funded by taxing these insurance companies. Sure. I mean, and listen, to, you know, flood insurance is federally subsidized. Yeah. Okay. Again, part of it, too, we're getting to the point uh, now, and the reason that flood insurance has been subsidized by the federal government is because it's such a terrible investment for private investors yeah. in the insurance market that you can't make a profit off of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the other problem is, is that in order to have your home, right, uh, and a lot of businesses also have to have uh, flood insurance. And if there's no flood insurance provider, then these other uh, insurance functions aren't going to happen. Yeah. So I know that uh, from my work with the Calusa Nature Center, trying to get an SBA loan. So we mm. actually decided not to get an SBA loan because the cost of getting flood insurance by the way, we're like a water retention yeah, area. Of so it's like yeah. supposed to have water. But anyway, they were like, you need to have this level. It was going to cost us $25,000 out of pocket. Oh, my God. And we just decided that twenty five paying $25,000 for a $100,000 loan didn't seem like something yeah, that not, we could financially do. Yeah. yeah. So um, but that's how these different you know models work. So anyway, it's, it's complicated. Um, but the sad part is, is when for my opinion, as a Democrat, when we listen to the companies over the people, mm. um, people yeah. lose out. And that's, that's we're in a, in a big, that is definitely fair. troubling spot with that right now. Yeah. So, I, no, but I am very glad we're seeing we're seeing some progress made to be more people-focused as opposed to more corporation-focused. So there is that, at least. Progress. <laughs> Anyway, Super Bowl. Who, right. are you rooting, who are you rooting for? <laughs> I told you I'm rooting, for the, rooting for the Lions. Who am I rooting for? Um, I'm rooting for the commercials. <laughs> you're rooting for the commercials. I'm rooting for the We're commercials. very close to Who are you rooting for, Mom? Who's playing? <laughs> Taylor Swift's boyfriend or San Francisco? Taylor Swift's boyfriend. She says Taylor Swift's says boyfriend. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Sean's All right, so I was All like, right. I think we're pretty much up to date. Um, we're we're well, going to be back to do we well, want to. like we did have, there was like also, you know, there was a bipartisan uh, border oh. slash Ukraine slash Israel deal um, that was not passed through this week. Oh, and the Mayorkas impeachment. And the Mayorkas impeachment that failed. I by, mean, by by what two three votes, and so again with our su super slim minority. Yeah, let's end it here. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk anymore about these. <laughs> we had an impeachment of the Secretary of Homeland Security Secretary that failed by Homeland two Security. or three yeah, votes. It didn't. It, it was political theater, yeah, and it, it failed. failed. It failed because we only have like two people who can yeah. who can vote no. Yeah, because Kevin McCarthy left, yeah. and, and you got Ken Buck voted no. Some dude from California voted no, <sighs> and then Mike yeah. Gallagher voted no and explained Not that a this great is. Week. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that yeah, so we'll I'll, I'll let you off the hook on this. Yeah, one. Let's, I want to go to my. Uh, yeah, we want to go. We want to go to our Super Bowl parties. But do we want to come back here next week? Since we've been out for a month, we can do next week and then go back to biweekly starting next week. I think week we might be able to. Um, I have to double check on all the times because yeah, you know. Well, here in Fort Myers, next week is like a big deal. It's the Edison Parade oh, in downtown Fort yeah, Myers. But that's on Saturday, so we might be able to come back here on Sunday. But yeah, it's like all we'll night parade. We'll discuss and party. it over in the week. You'll but we're going to get back to our bi weekly session, is what we're trying to say. We'll, we'll let sure. you know. We'll send that out on our social media mm. so you can see and plan uh, to watch us live or come here at. Uh, Ollie's and grab a drink yep. with us. The last couple of months that we're going to have Ollie's here. Yep. So thanks so much. Shout out to our sponsor here, Ollie's, and for hosting us for our podcast. Yep. 
And, and I'm, is... I'll go into my, my little ending pitch here. <laughs> so uh, I have been your Democratic host, Dr. Cindy Bandier, I'm along with Republican host, Sean Hartman. And this has been a Democrat and a Republican walk into a bar. We thank you so much for joining us. And we would love to have you join us for even more at the Big Mouth Media Network. You can subscribe to the show for $4.99 a month or all of our shows for $19.99 a year. And you can check those out on the Big Mouth Media website at BigMouthMediaFL.com on the plans and pricing page. Your support helps us keep going and helps support independent media in the state of Florida so you can get all of this very high quality, very astute information on politics and otherwise here in the state of Florida. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <gasps>